You're listening to The Palmetto Report. I'm Savannah Scott, and today we're joined by Leslie Starnes, the Executive Director of York County Family Promise. Starnes talks about how the organization helps families that are facing homelessness and how they've been adjusting due to the pandemic. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. I'm going to turn up my volume here. How has things changed with running Family Promise of York County since the COVID-19 pandemic hit? Sure. Um, So with our shelter, we help family units. And for our shelter at night, we use local churches that we call host churches. And the families actually stay at the churches from 6 p.m. till 6 or 7 a.m. With the pandemic coming on, and they switch churches. So we have 12 different churches they stay at a week at a time. With the pandemic and all of the churches in the area having to shut down because of social distancing and having to figure out how to you know, congregate um, for services, that also meant that they had to close down most of their missions that they did, which includes Family Promise. Um, So it meant that we had nowhere to house our families in the evening time. Um, So what we've had to go to is we own a duplex home. It's got two different sides to it and each side has two bedrooms and a bathroom and a kitchen and a living room Um, and we've had to start using that which normally is our shelter for just married couples we've had to go to using that for all of the family units that we um, serve Um, so it has drastically um, altered the number of families that we can serve at once Um, So we've kind of been working with our churches to see when they can be open. Um, We had to shut down our rotation last April. And so our hope is that sometime between April and June, we'll be able to um, have enough churches that are open back up and we can get back in them for our regular operating. Can you tell me about how you find family units to work with? And do people volunteer to help out at the churches that the families stay at? The families that we get are referred from different areas. Um, So some of them are referred from the school district. Some are from other um, housing agencies that don't serve families or maybe um, they only serve boys up to a certain age. And so um, we get a lot of referrals that way. Plus, our names are on a lot of the um, helping agency lists that are out there. And so we get a lot of self-referrals. And then with the churches, it is strictly volunteers while they're at the churches. Um, So the churches have volunteers that fix the evening meal for the families when they come in. And then they also have volunteers that stay at the church throughout the evening and then even volunteers that spend the night. Um, and they have their own rooms there at the church. Um, They set it up where they take the Sunday school classrooms and they move everything out of those classrooms to turn them into bedrooms for the week. So each family has their own personal space while they're there. Um, So they're not having to like sleep in a gymnasium or anything. It's, It's more like a home type atmosphere, except it's in one single room Are you having to turn away families that may need your help because of how the pandemic has affected the way you run things? 
We are right now. We are doing um, what we call a callback list. We don't like to call it a wait list because that assumes that once we put your name on there, you're put in an order and then that's how you're put in the spots as they become available. Instead, we call it a callback list. So we'll take down their general information. And then once we have an opening, we'll start going back down at the top of that list and calling people back um, until we can get the space filled. Um, and then they come in and they meet with me so we can discuss the program and what's required of them and see whether or not it's something they want to do. Um, just recently, the city of Rock Hill acquired some CDBG money. And so we were fortunate enough to get a grant from them to where we now have money for hotel stays for families. And so when they call us and they are in a, a true emergency and they don't have any family or friends that can allow them to stay with them for a while till they can get into shelter, um, we are able to help them out with a hotel stay um, for a limited amount of time. We can't do it, you know, inevitably for, you know, 30, 90 days, um, but we can at least get them out of the elements and have them a safe place to sleep to give them time to figure out another avenue. Um, most of the families can find a relative maybe that will allow them to come and stay if they know that they're working on getting in another place. Um, but you know, when you're in that um, crisis mode and you're trying to find something for tonight, it sometimes, you know, that panic sets in and your brain may not be working. <laughs> At its most optimal, where you're really giving thought to these um, different options that you might have. So allowing us to put them in those hotels allows them to, you know, just decompress a little bit, really give thought to what's out there and where they can go. Um, and then we try to assist them in any way that we can. Have more people reached out for help since the COVID-19 pandemic has caused economic instability for some families? It depends on, um, you know, where we're at as far as the federal government putting moratoriums on evictions. When they have a moratorium in place on evictions, we're not seeing as many calls. Um, but the last time that the moratorium ended and the landlords were able to restart eviction processes, we were getting upwards to 10, 15 calls a day. Um, then shortly after that, the CDC put a moratorium on eviction saying that the landlords couldn't evict you if you were um, experiencing any type of effects of COVID, like if your income had gone down or if you were having to quit your job because you had to stay at home with your child, that they couldn't evict you. And right now that moratorium is in place until March the 31st. Um, so if we get calls from people that are still in their home, we try to encourage them and provide them with the information that they need that they then can take to their landlord and say, hey, you know, you can't evict me because of X, Y, and Z. And then they go from there as far as, you know, they might be able to stay in their home at least till the end of March. And then, um, it gives them a little bit more time to also think about other avenues or even to get employment if they've had to, they've been laid off. It gives them a little bit more time to um, 
try to get some things together before they end up being um, evicted. Can you tell me what programs you have to help families get back on their feet? Also, how do you obtain money to support your organization? We do offer the case management. Each family has a case manager that they have to meet with weekly who works on um, whatever their goals are with them. Um, You know, if they need mental health treatment, she tries to find them, you know, options for mental health treatment. Um, If childcare is a barrier, we work on taking that barrier away by getting them vouchers for childcare. Um, She works a lot with the families on budgeting. Um, Most of our families are not your typical, um, what you would think of as homeless people. Like they're not the panhandlers on the street. They're, They're usually families that there's been some situation and we call it situational homelessness. There was some situation that happened that caused them to fall behind on their rent and then they could not get caught back up. And then they ended up subsequently being evicted. Um, So she works on figuring out, you know, what was that reason that you were evicted? um, And how can we prevent that from happening in the future? So she works a lot with them on their financial budgets and learning how to do cash flow management instead of just, okay, I got paid $500 this week and, you know, I've got this one or two bills due this week. And so now I've got $350 to blow. She teaches them that you have to think about your upcoming bills and get to where um, they are not just thinking about today or, or this week, but thinking about, you know, the whole month as a, the big picture. Um, we also offer aftercare services where we'll continue to work with them on a budget, continue to teach them um, new skills. We have, um, before the pandemic, we aren't doing it now because um, we have to socially distance and it's hard to get together as a group, um, but we offer life skills classes once a week and they are required while they're in the program and then afterwards it's voluntary, but they can come back for them and we do it on different topics of interest to the families. Um, <clears throat> so we might have someone come in from the school district and talk about ways to deal with your teenage children. Or we might have somebody come in and from the bank and teach you about um, your credit score, things like that. Um, we also have a group for teenagers, um, for the older children that are in our program, because we don't want them to fall into um, where it's generational homeless where they're starting to, you know, mimic their parents' behaviors or um, things like that. So we try to teach them as well um, good financial um, skills, how to, you know, that you have to do a tax return every year, that you, how to open up a bank account. Um, We talk about self-esteem issues with them as well as with our parents, um, because a lot of times the children that are here, um, you know, it's embarrassing if they thought that their friends were going to find out that they were in a shelter. Um, So we deal with a lot of self-esteem issues with the children. So we have um, healthcare professionals that will come in and work with them on that as well. Um, 
As far as our funding, we get money from um, the ESG grant through the federal government. So we have that one federal grant. Um, we have a lot of different um, corporations here in Rock Hill that give out grant money, like um, Family Trust Credit Union um, has grants that we've gotten, um, York Electric Company. So we just get grants from different organizations and foundations. Um, we also do fundraising over the year. Um, our biggest fundraisers are a gala that's usually in the fall. Um, unfortunately, last year it had to be canceled, um, but we do do a gala, and that raises about thirty to forty thousand dollars for us. Um, most of our churches have us written into their budgets somehow. The churches that we work with. Um, and so they'll either give us a monthly or a quarterly um, donation, as well as we have just individual donors that will, um, you know, donate to us over the course of the year. Thank you so much, Miss Leslie. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day for, uh, to speak with me. Not a problem. You have a great day. That was Leslie Starnes, Executive Director of York County Family Promise talking about how her organization helps the homeless population. You're listening to The Palmetto Report.